Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Sewing Hope. I am Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, Anne DeSantis, and we're here once again talking with you um, and uplifting you with a wonderful series on growing closer to God. That's really what this is all about. Uh, we're on our third part of this series, and how are you doing tonight, Anne? Oh, I'm doing great, Bill. It's good to be here. Yeah, it is, and uh, I'm, I'm so excited to uh, you know, be talking with you about this. We've had some great episodes on uh, growing, you know, closer to God or growing uh, deeper in our faith, uh, you know, 10 ways to do that. And so we're on episode number three. I can't believe I'm saying that already, but here we are. Uh, and it's a great, uh, it's a great topic to be talking about tonight, because how else can we get closer to God uh, than through prayer? Yeah, it, it's a great topic. It's probably my, I'm going to say one of my favorite topics, especially for this one how to grow in faith, 10 ways to grow in faith. So this is part three. And I would also like to tell our listeners, for those who might not be aware of this, is that um, we have a little bit of a change in schedule. And so Sewing Hope will be on uh, every single Tuesday night at 6 
6 p.m. Um, as opposed to we were Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 p.m. But we decided that with the busyness of schedules in the fall, a uh, perfect time to make some changes. Doesn't mean that we may not come, you know, we may come back later on doing more than once a week. But right now at this point in time, we're going to be every Tuesday, but you can always find us on demand at patchworkheart.org and all of, it, all of the different places that you listen to podcasts as well. So please do subscribe to uh, patchworkheart.org and also to uh, Patchwork Heart Ministry on YouTube. Yes, uh, we're, you know, we're definitely excited uh, that we're able to continue this show into the fall. Uh, so uh, and, and into 2022, I know we've got, uh, some great guests coming back, uh, with us after this series too, Anne. So, uh, looking forward to that, but, uh, should we jump into prayer here for our listeners tonight? Yes, we should. Awesome. So, uh, I'll let you kick it off and let us, uh, get started. I know that you, uh, had said you're going to use, uh, the catechism as kind of a good reference and <laughs> it's always a good reference mm-hmm. for us as Catholics. Yeah, I think it's a great reference because not only when you um, when you read the catechism, you don't just get the catechism. There's also a lot of biblical quotes, too. So it kind of is an all in one um, and, and especially for us as Catholics. So I am looking at the catechism of the Catholic Church under uh, the part four Christian prayer. And I'll just read the beginning of section one under prayer and Christian Christian life. It says that great is the mystery of the faith. The church professes this mystery in the Apostles' Creed, part one, and celebrates it in the sacramental liturgy so that the life of the faithful may be conformed to Christ and the Holy Spirit, to the glory of God the Father. And that's in part three. This mystery then requires that the faithful believe in it, that they celebrate it, and that they live it from uh, a vital and personal relationship with the living and true God. And this relationship is prayer. And uh, let's just start there, Bill, because, you know, who are we without prayer? Prayer is our communication with God. Uh, Maybe, Bill, I'd love for you to share with our uh, listeners here how prayer enters your life and what are some of the ways that you pray to grow closer to God? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, One thing I want to point out, uh, which I think really ties in with our last episode and where we talked about having a personal relationship with God. Uh, is that last sentence that you read, uh, or the, the last half of it, uh, that they live from it in a vital and personal relationship with the living and true God. This relationship is prayer. So uh, as we talked last episode about having the personal relationship with God, well, how do we get there? And it's prayer. And so uh, I think these two uh, things build on each other beautifully. But um, to answer your question, you know, um, one of the things that uh, my good friend Ray Haywood, and I know he's a friend of yours as well, uh, mentions uh, to, to everyone in his ministry is that we need to be intentional. And I think that in prayer, uh, we need to be intentional. And one of the things that uh, I've been doing since my son has been born, uh, actually I did it in the hospital when he was first born, and uh, I did it today. I try not to miss any day. Um, but, but I say prayers with him every day. Um, the, it's not long. Uh, it's, it's, um, rather short. I say a hail Mary, a glory be and our father and the memorari. 
um, and I pray with him on my lap and I say, Hey, we're going to pray for this. And we're going to pray for the intentions or whatever intentions that we might have. Uh, I, I will name them out loud, uh, normally for our family, um, you know, and, and for anything else going on in the world, I know there's lots of things going on in the world right now that need prayer. Um, everything from the refugees in Afghanistan, all the way to, uh, you know, the, the victims of this latest hurricane, uh, and, uh, certainly praying for a few of our friends, uh, Jennifer, of course, uh, who's, who's in that, uh, category four storm down there, uh, ripped through there yesterday or a few days ago. Um, but, but the, the reality is, is that I think, you know, by, by praying with my son and I pretty much do it every single day, um, you know, before I put him down for a nap or for, before I, um, you know, do whatever there's, there's such power in that. And, you know, oftentimes if he's super fussy, um, I'll, I'll say the prayers and it's amazing how often God just calms, uh, God, <laughs> God calms him down through those prayers. Uh, and you know, it's not, um, something that is so, uh, difficult. It's, I mean, I, I think it takes maybe two and a half minutes to pray, uh, all the prayers that we pray together. Uh, but it's, but it's beautiful. And I hope as you know, it's something that we can teach and be intentional with, as I said, uh, for, 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 um, you know, my, my son to build that relationship with God and for me to build my relationship with God too. Um, you know, it's, it's a, um, it's a honor, but it's a duty to, you know, raise my son in the Catholic faith. I made that promise at his baptism. Uh, so, Therefore, you know, I'm going to do my best to do that. I think prayer is one of those ways that we can instill that relationship uh, with him. And, you know, um, I, I took some advice from the book um, by Matthew Kel Kelly, Building Better Families, and, and he really talked about that. He talked about, you know, praying every night with uh, our children um, and, you know, whether it's by their bedside or in the morning or whatever, whatever it is. Uh, really, really doing that. And so I would say for me, uh, it certainly has been life-changing, uh, you know, praying, you know, with, with an infant, um, but beautiful. And so, you know, my, my prayer life, uh, tries to center around that. And of course, you know, I've, I've got thoughts and, and other prayers throughout the day within my relationship with God, but being a stay at home dad, like I am, um, <laughs> You know, uh, having that at least at one anchor point, I think having that one anchor point in your relationship with uh, God and saying every day I'm going to pray for five minutes every day I'm going to pray for, you know, these prayers with my son um, really, you know, you know, it gives it, it gives it structure, gives it, uh, you know, something to ground yourself in. Um, and again, it's a relationship. It's building the relationship with God and it's building the relationship uh, with my son and also hopefully instructing him from a very, very early age that it's important to develop that relationship with God through prayer. Yeah, well said, Bill. And I think it's an amazing thing, too, that you as a dad are praying with your infant son because you're going to carry that out throughout his young life. And that's where his relationship with God is also going to take off in a big way, because um, I, I think you know this, that I think studies have shown that when a father has faith and he cares about his religion and he goes to mass and he prays with his family, 
that makes such a major influence on the rest of the family and the kids. Um, I know that your friend Ray Haywood has talked a lot about that. And he mentioned that on a podcast that we did before. And I know that it's true because I even see it in my own family because my husband, Angelo is a person of faith and, um, and, and both of our daughters are also, and, uh, I think that my faith makes a difference, but I really think that when the husband has faith, it, it makes a major impact. What do you think? I, have seen the statistics on that. I know uh, Ray talked about it on our podcast too. And I encourage people to head over and check out uh, that podcast in our archives if you haven't already. But um, yeah, I think it's somewhere in the vicinity of like 90% of children will remain faithful to the Catholic faith, going to mass, uh, praying daily, all of those things, if the dad does it. And if the dad sets the pace, right? It's about the dad setting the pace. And um, it's not incredibly hard. Like, like, first of all, I love it. I absolutely love spending that time with my son in my arms, praying those prayers. And, you know, as we continue to grow, we will add more prayers to the list. I'll teach him how to pray the rosary and we'll go through those things uh, as we continue, um, you know, developing that relationship as he gets older. But, but right now, um, you know, having that just that base, yeah, it's going to set that in, you know, a really firm foundation. It's going to help him build that house on rock and then, um, he'll know, okay, this is important. So, yeah, I think you're exactly right about men and the call for men to stand up, to witness, to rise up. Uh, it's really in our blood. It's in our bones to, 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 to want to be, um, protectors of, our, our family and be protectors of uh, our relationship with God uh, and others, others and, and cultivate that for others. So, um, you know, we were made and created to, to do just that. And, you know, so I think, again, by just starting to do that a little bit for him uh, right now, um, I, I, I did it today. I was, you know, I was like, oh, this is such awesome. This is so awesome. You know, I, I think I've missed like two days in the entire time since my son has been born. And it's, uh, it, it's just a beautiful thing to have that relationship with, with him. Yeah, I, I think it's amazing. And it's, it's wonderful for me to watch too, Bill. I mean, just you and Agnes uh, growing together as a family and little Elvin growing too. And it's just so wonderful. Um, now, let me pick up a little bit here also on what's in the catechism, because if you look in that same section, which is section one of part four, Christian prayer, it says, what is prayer? And this is right from the catechism. It says, for me, prayer is a surge of the heart. It's a simple look turned toward heaven. It is a cry of recognition and of love, embracing both trial and joy. And I, I would like to just kind of expound on that a little bit. And I would say even for me uh, that it is a surge of the heart because, you know, when we go through life, we can say those formal prayers. You can say your rosary, you can go to daily mass, you can say the liturgy, the hours, do all those special things. But really what prayer really is, is this, it is a surge of the heart to God. You know, it's that real belief that, you know what, there's someone watching over me. There's someone watching with me. There's someone who's loving me all the time. It's not just saying words that have no meaning, right? So I do think that prayer 
you know, we can pray when things are good and we can pray when things are, are not so good. And we can pray when things are kind of in the middle. Um, and I think for me, when I feel closest to God, not that it's about feelings, right. Is, um, is kind of in those middle times, meaning that maybe it's not when I'm feeling elated and maybe it's, it's not when I'm feeling terrible, but it's like those kind of normal days when I turn my heart to God and say, I recognize that you're here with me. I recognize that you're guiding me. And, you know, it's a joy to love. It's just, it's a joy to love God. It's a joy to love others. And I think that's where we can get our happiness when we realize that um, life is not just about our own comfort and it's not just about our own desires, right? It's about where we fit in into this great big puzzle of the world and where God has us. And that, um, and that he, he has a plan for us that's so much greater and we need to trust him. So I think that a lot of prayer is that it's at realizing that he's so much bigger than us and that we can have all these grand plans, but we just have to trust that he's going to take care of us, right? No matter what happens, because I think in the United States um, and, and other places in the world, we can get so caught up in the getting ahead in life, Bill. I know you've talked a lot about that on other podcasts, you know, that sort of that um, expectation that people have that, you know, you finish high school, you, you get a certain GPA, you get into this college, you, uh, you get out of college, you get the job, you, you, Bill, you've talked about this a lot, you, you know, you, you get married, you have a kid, you know, and, and, and you follow the routine. And then when you get old, you have a child and then the same thing happens again. Um, and it's not like that for everybody. We know that. But I mean, I think the point that you're making when you say that is that we don't want our lives to be such a routine because it's special. And, you know, we got to get away from this whole idea of competition in life, uh, which I think is, is a tough thing that affects so many. You know, when you look at social media and you see how people are so starving for attention, right? They'll do anything to get attention, whether it's posting a million uh, pictures of their family or their kid that just went off to college or, you know, or, or some accomplishment or something, you know, I mean, people get so obsessed with uh, that sort of like letting, showing other people what they're doing. But at the end of the day, we really only need to worry about what God sees. Right. And, um, and that's to me, in my opinion, that's really what prayer is all about. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned what God sees, right. I, that's everything. It's not mm -hmm. just what you post on Facebook, God, <laughs> right. you know, I, I, God sees everything. It's not just what you post on Facebook folks. Uh, you know, where, where you say, okay, the world, I want the world to see this. And, you know, look, I fall into the category of, uh, people, especially now at my son. Okay. You know, I'll post, you know, a few smiling photos of him or my wife will post a few smiling photos of him on Facebook for our friends to see and for our family to see. But, we don't post the ones that are crying of him. We don't post all the ones that are those, you know, those wailing moments. Almost nobody does that, right? Like, I mean, when, when you scroll through your Facebook, you, you rarely are your true self, right? Because you are putting this image out there. I want this image to be seen. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some people who will put out prayer requests. You know, I mean, I, I know both you and I do that. Hey, can we, you know, get some people to pray for this issue or that issue? Um, or, 
you know, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you pray for me here? There are some people who are transparent. Uh, but for the most part, what what is thrown out there is all the highlights of of the good life that we have. And then the reality is, is that when especially for people who struggle with prayer that are that maybe are not engaged in a prayer life, what what they see on Facebook is all this great stuff. And they say, oh, man, the grass is greener on the other side. Those per, those people have no struggles because all they post on Facebook are these wonderful things. All they post on Twitter are these great things or these really negative, angry things. And they're just a terrible person. So, so, so we can't fit into, you know, like, like, like we fit into these two categories it's either really good or really bad and uh, really positive or really negative, And we, and there is no middle. And so it, it, it destroys our relate, our human relationship sometimes it really does. And then that bleeds into our prayer life too, because, you know, oftentimes we sit there and we then say, oh my gosh, my life is so terrible compared to this person, God, you know, this person has everything, look at them, or this person is just a evil, horrible person. Would you just, you know, condemn them? And it bleeds into our prayer life, you know? And so I think we really have to be on, on guard when we're out there posting those things on Facebook and, and we're putting out our life on social media that we that we do our best to represent as you said those those days when you're just going about it right like those those days when it's not too high it's not too low you're just kind of riding out the that that you know life and um we have to be representative of our entire life um and because god sees it all god sees absolutely everything there's not one thing that he doesn't know. He and he knows us better than we know ourselves. And that's, you know, a hard thing to fathom sometimes. I'm like, God, how do you know me better than than me? But he does. And and we have to recognize that in our prayer life, we, you know, we 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 try to be as um as transparent with God as we possibly can be, bringing our whole self, not just a portion of ourselves, not just the Facebook uh, feel-good side of ourselves to God. Oh God, look what I did. No, and oh God, oh yeah, look how bad I am. I like, look at all my sins. I mean, we we can fall into those two categories. We we can bring our Facebook wall to Jesus uh, instead of bringing our whole heart to Jesus. Um, and so, I just think we ought to really, um, you know, take that time to 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 cultivate um, our our personal relationship, like we said last time. But then. Uh, how that bleeds over into our prayer life. Um, and, and I'm sure we can talk about the different ways that we do that too, Anne. Yeah, well said. And, uh, and I'm glad you brought up so many of the topics you just said. First of all, I have to address the fact that when I see your post with the baby and with the family, I mean, I love it all the time. I mean, I, there's not one second that goes by that I don't say, I am so glad I have a huge smile on my face. And I think everybody else uh, that knows you or that sees pictures of babies is just like the more, the better, you know, <laughs> um, I think what I was addressing is sometimes we can get into that thing where um, people who go overboard with trying to prove something, yeah. that's all. And I think that to me, there's a fine line there. I mean, pictures of the kids and pictures of great things that are going on with the family. That's beautiful stuff. You know, I just mean that sometimes when people 
uh, let's examine our hearts, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, if we're posting something to prove that my kid got into this college and, you know, uh, it's sometimes it's a little obsessive is what I'm saying. And I think that people can do that sometimes when they go a little too far with trying to make a point to say of the accomplishments of your family um, and going a little too far with, say, five posts a day or something. Um, you know what I'm saying? You go a little yeah. too far. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, that's, I guess that's a side point. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, with God, there's no, you know, God knows our hearts and we don't need to show off for God. God doesn't need eight Facebook posts a day of all the family to show the whole wide world what's going on in your life. You know, God knows. And, um, and, the, the, uh, the, the element of competition of trying to prove who we are to anybody is not really an element of prayer. We don't need to do that. We really don't. Um, and I think that the more that we become uh, transparent people in every way, I don't mean that, that, I don't think that means you need to tell everybody everything, right? But there's so much of an element of being either a woman or a man that becomes, you know, how could I say it's like a competitive aspect of life that's just ridiculous, you know? I mean, me as a woman, I think uh, an, a person in her um, older, you know, older life now, now that I'm over 55, um, the weird thing is that women are still um, that whole competitive edge, even when you get to this age, you think that it would be done by the time you got out of college or middle age. But then it's the com- competing, uh, having to do with uh, looks and and who has a nicer house and and who um, has a great job and does this that or the other. And it, what I'm trying to say is that these elements are not things that God God doesn't care about that stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. God cares about your heart. God cares about eternity. You know, God cares about who we are as a real human being. And how we treat other people and how much we love him. He doesn't care whether, you know, uh, what kind of house you have or how nice your furniture is or what college your kid got into and how beautiful the college dormitory is. You know, he doesn't care about that stuff. And I'm not trying to say that as, a, as not nice, but um, I think you would agree, Bill, that these things just do not matter that much. Um, God cares what's inside our hearts. Exactly. And so let's go back to prayer. Prayer is a, is a gift from God. And I'm reading from the catechism number 2559 that prayer is the raising of one's mind and heart to God of the requesting of good things from God. But when we pray, do not speak from the height of pride or will or out of the delight of a, um, a, 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 or out of the depths of a humble and contrite heart. He who humbles himself will be exalted. Humility is the foundation of prayer. Only when we humbly acknowledge that we do not know how to pray as we ought, are we ready to receive freely the gift of prayer. Man is a beggar before God. I think it's interesting that the catechism said what it just said right there about um, that uh, the humility. Isn't that kind of what I was just saying? I didn't even know. Like These are just things that popped into my head about yeah. social media and about competition, but isn't it kind of what God is saying? Yeah. The catechism. Oh, a hundred percent. And <laughs> I think, I think that, uh, you know, that's the Holy spirit, you know, here, uh, working with us, you know, mm-hmm. two or three are gathered. I am with them. Right. So, 
that's the Holy Spirit working uh, just on this podcast, folks. Um, but the reality is, is humility uh, is so necessary. And um, humility and taking a position of, God, I want to pray to you, but I don't know how to pray. Uh, and the and the Holy Spirit fills in the gaps, right? The Holy Spirit fills in the gaps of praying um, for us. You know, that's what, you know, that's what it says. You know, it groans, uh, it takes our groanings before God. Uh, scripture says that. So we just have to um, ha- approach God with humility. And there's, there's also the approach we have to take in confidence too. I, and, and, that that's not pride. Confidence is not pride, right? Uh, there's another spot in the in the letters of Saint Paul that says, you know, we we have the access, and therefore we should confidently approach the throne of grace. Um, we 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 should walk up and and pray, but also pray with humility, like you know, because there's there's the um, temptation not to pray if, if we don't have confidence and know that. God is who he says he is, as, as we mentioned last time in, in the episode on uh, personal relationship with, you know, Jesus saying who he's, you know, who he says he is, right, um, which is God. And if you, if you believe that and you decide, well, no, I'm not going to pray, I don't have the confidence to pray because I don't believe that God is good. I don't believe that God is going to, uh, you know, help me in life through prayer through my relationship with him, through praying with him, then, then we've kind of, you know, we're, we're, we're shunning him. We're, 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 you know, we're putting him number two on the, on the list. So we have to have the confidence to approach God, but also do so with, with a humble heart by, by saying, Oh, you know, I'm not, you know, so perfect that I don't, you know, I, you know, need prayer or I'm not so bad that, um, I need, I need to stay away from you too. So being truly humble and approaching God with confidence and saying, God, I, I need you in, in, in my weakness. I need you in my brokenness. I need you in my life right now. Uh, and, and developing that relationship through prayer. And, and maybe, and we can talk a little bit too about the different ways to pray, um, you know, for, for our listeners here too, because, you know, when we talk about the different modes of prayer or the different ways we pray, you know, we hear, of course, mass being the number one way that we can participate um, in and pray is the best thing we can do, uh, whether it's daily or weekly mass, uh, you know, to, to put ourselves there. But then there's also all those other beautiful ways we mentioned, like a lot of the conversation through heart, uh, heart conversations with God or having heart to heart conversations. And then what else? you know, through the, through the rote prayers, uh, through saying the rosary, through, um, you know, even Lectio Divina, reading scripture with a heart that's open to uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to enter into you, that's prayer, uh, and, and, and guide your thoughts and guide your mind as you meditate on the scriptures. Uh, there's, there's even, you know, again, um, praying with these uh, litanies or chaplets. There's, there's so many rich, beautiful things that we can use to help drive our mind and heart toward God that, uh, you know, the find one that is for you, find one that is for you and do it and do it really well. Right. Um, 
you know, because everybody's prayer life is not the same. I, I, and, and it shouldn't be like, you, you might say, Oh, Bill, that was a really cool story about, you know, how you pray with your son every day. Maybe you start doing that, but I hope to God that your prayer is different than, than my prayer with my son. I hope that, you know, saying a few prayers and praying for intentions, you know, are, are, is different than praying with, with you, with you, with your son or your children. So, you know, I encourage you to explore the different options for prayer. There's so many wonderful books out there uh, on prayer and how to pray. So, um, so yeah, I just, I just think, you know, discovering some of those ways that we can pray and lift our hearts to God and then doing it every day. I think consistency is a big thing too, Anne, huh? Oh, absolutely. Bill, thanks for everything that you just shared. And um, one thing I want to mention for me is that, um, and for all of you listening, is that I think that we go through stages with prayer too. And there's times where, you know, your life is a little more quiet and you might have time to say, get to adoration a little bit more, or maybe daily mass or doing a rosary, but then your life might change. And maybe things are a little bit more hectic during the day and you're finding that they're just those shorter aspirations or, um, you know, more say taking the time to read a little scripture and meditating. So I really think that we go through stages with our prayer. Um, for me right now, um, what I really enjoy is, uh, I do enjoy going to daily mass to me. I really love to do that. Uh, we have a nine o'clock mass at my church at, uh, St. Mary, Catholic church in Schwanksville, PA. I have to make a shout out too, because my pastor has an amazing YouTube channel. Um, and he has a lot of followers too. It's a St. Mary Roman Catholic church. As I said, uh, St. Uh, in, um, Schwanksville, PA on YouTube. So check it out. Father Louis Bellapiti, um, has some wonderful reflections all the time. So nine o'clock mass for me, something I like to do. Um, I also like to pray in the morning where I will read different prayers. I will do a little journaling and I like to do that over coffee in the morning. And I don't know about for everybody listening, but for me, I think the morning is like my favorite time to pray because I like the, the light that shines down in the morning outside my window as I look out and as I meditate. I'm one of those people that just likes to be in a good place when I pray where the outside or um, you know, the, the view outside and looking at the, the light and the trees and the weather um, helps to bring me closer to God. And so I think a lot of people like that too. They like nature. Um, so I just encourage people that out there that if you like nature too, take that time and observe. And remember that when you are observing nature, that God is with you and he's, he's all around us, isn't he? And I think that's a beautiful thing, but there could be times in your life where things kind of either go fast or slow, or maybe you're busy with the family, but no matter what you can pray. And even if it's something short, you can do those little aspirations. You know what they are just during the day, just recognizing God's presence, you know, God be with me, Jesus have mercy on me. Uh, just saying the name of Jesus sometimes really will help you to recollect and recognize his presence. I want to read a little bit more from the catechism of what we were just reading. A number 
2560. It says, if you knew the gift of God, the wonder of prayer is revealed beside the well where we come seeking water. There, Christ comes to meet every human being. It is he who first seeks us and asks us for a drink. Jesus thirsts. His asking rise from the depths of God's desire for us. Whether we realize it or not, prayer is the encounter of God's thirst with ours. God's thirst that we may thirst for him. And I think that's beautiful. And that's a good reflection too, that God thirsts when we think about other people too. And when we think about what we can do to alleviate suffering, not just for us, but for others, because that's part of being Catholic and of being Christian is caring about the suffering of the world and the suffering of people that we know. So I just want to leave that with people too, is that when you pray and intercede for others, it's a very big thing. And even if it's something short, you know, you see that little Facebook post or the messenger that you get from somebody that says, pray for me, take it seriously. I mean, even if it's just a small prayer that you say for somebody, you know, maybe they're worried about a storm that's coming, or maybe their husband's sick or their son or you know, um, a loss of a job or some other kind of worry, even if you offer some kind of short prayer, a Hail Mary, an Our Father, um, just lifting them up in your thoughts makes a difference. What do you think, Bill? I, I absolutely agree. And I think that, um, at, you know, again, that intercession, um, praying for others, uh, asking God's help, asking the saints' help, for uh, certain situations, you know, I, I, one of the things my dad always used to tell me and still tells me is that it's always easier to pray for somebody else than it is for yourself. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and, and uh, so, so I, I always, I always like that because uh, certainly I, I pray for myself, you know, I think, you know, throughout, throughout life, but I think everybody does, you know, Lord, help me, please help me with this. Uh, you know, thank you for these things. But when we pray for someone else uh, and then knowing that they've got your back, then it, it just makes things a little bit easier. It, you know, it, it's like sharing. It, it's really like Simon, you know, being Simon's, the, you know, the Cyrene carrying, you know, the cross for one another and um, you know, asking God on behalf of our brothers and sisters in, in faith for something is, is very, very important. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention as we kind of wrap up tonight are the different ways. There are four different modes or types of prayer. And, uh, you know, it's very easy to remember uh, because it can be turned into one of those, um, you know, you know, rem remember things as acts, A-C-E-S, mm -hmm. right? And so we have adoration, right? The worship of God and only God, right? Like that's what we do. We adore God, uh, in, in, in the Eucharist, of course, we hear that Eucharistic adoration. Then we have contrition, right? When we go to confession and we say we're sorry for our sins, contrition, you know, is very, very important. We need to, um, you know, we say, we say we're sorry to God. And, and the Jesuits and uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola was very big into doing the examine every night uh, before he went to bed, right? To say, you know, God, here's where places where I've uh, you know, done some good things today. And here's a place where I've fallen short. Will you please forgive me? Um, and then, of course, we have uh, Thanksgiving. I think this is one that we skip over so very much. Uh, Thanksgiving is one of those uh, 
things that I, I think that we don't often give thanks to God for. There's, uh, you know, the the parable of the ten lepers, right? That that get healed uh, by by Jesus, and only one of them comes back. The other ten are like, hey, yeah, yippee! I get to go off to the casino and play and play now, you know. Um, and and so I think we, you know, really have to give thanks to God for Him doing good things in our life. And then uh, lastly, a supplication, which we kind of mentioned is, you know, asking God for things. God, I need this. I need your help. I need, I need your help for my brother. I need your help for my sister in faith, uh, in this world, you know, sending those prayers of petition to God, supplication, asking God for those things. And I think if we can do all four of those in one day, we've had a complete day. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> if we can have, you know, and kind of remember, you know, adoration yeah i've got to worship god i've got to you know say i'm sorry for the things that i don't do well i've got to thank him for all the blessings that i have i remember father larry richards at a conference one time he said did, did you thank god for your bad day did you thank god for that bad day and then uh lastly supplication uh you know petitioning that god you know will you help me with this or will you help so and so with this or help them overcome a disease or whatever um, this is so, so important. I think if we can do all four of those, we have a complete day. And, um, as we wrap up Anne, are there any thoughts that you want to leave with our listeners as well? Bill, thank you. Yeah. I think this has been a, a really good podcast because what is more important than prayer? You know, it's our lifeblood with God. It's our lifeline. Yeah. And so uh, I just can't encourage people enough who are listening that, you know, don't be too hard on yourself in terms of like, you know, you might have this long list of the way that you want to pray, you know, whether how many rosaries you want to do, or that you want to get to daily mass, or that you want to do the divine chaplet at three or whatever it is, you know, but when it comes down to it, really, it's a relationship with God. It's your dialogue with him. It's listening to him. It's him listening to you and start there you know, just start there. Don't worry about all of the other things. They come when, when you're able to do it. Yes. Right. They come when you're able to do it. So thank you so much, Bill. This has been great. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anne. And, uh, lastly, as we're wrapping up, um, to, uh, night, I just want to remind you all that, uh, you can always find out all the different things that are going on in our ministries on our websites, patchworkheart.org and, uh, andysantis.com you can head over to our websites check out all the different things and one little final shout out for everybody tonight uh is that you can go over and check out our book now available uh, hearts burning within us uh which is a book for college students it's now available on amazon folks of course you can still get it through our website we would love it if you purchase purchase it through our website but the one thing you can do is after you've read it or uh whatever please head over to amazon and give it that review uh, but uh, head over to our website, purchase the book. You'll get it cheaper, by the way, because Amazon always jacks up the price a little bit. Uh, but then after you read it, uh, please head over to Amazon, click on that review thing and click the review because that always helps us get the word out to more people. The higher we're up in the store, uh, the more people see it and the more people can uh, then come and interact uh, with, with our ministry and also get uh, some really good, solid information for those college students uh, that need it. Uh, on their college campuses. So thanks so much, folks, for a great episode uh, tonight and for tuning in. And until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Art Ministry, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into broken hearts.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2.